This is the Edumatch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning one show at a time. The Edumatch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edumatchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster. This is TLC Ninja, a podcast for teachers by teachers about classroom innovation. Hi, and welcome to episode 95 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee, a proud member of the Edu Match Podcast Network. I am your host, Lisa Nowakowski, and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy Minicozzi, an instructional technology coach in Beverly Hills, California. Just a reminder, we have a 15-minute format because ain't nobody got more time than that. And history and coffee go together. Did you know that the Boston Tea Party helped to popularize coffee? It became super patriotic at that time to drink it. And then, in addition, the troops used it during the Civil War to stay energized. Very interesting. So today's guest is Christina Ishmael, who us about OER uh, from the equity, inclusion, and culturally responsive teaching angle. Ooh, that's a mouthful, but it's super <laughs> important. So Christina, hi, welcome, and tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Hi, uh, my name is Christina Ishmael. I'm a senior project manager on the teaching, learning, and tech team at a nonprofit here in Washington, D.C. called New America where I continue the work that I led at the U.S. Department of Education, supporting school districts and state education agencies as they move away from traditional textbooks and traditional instructional materials to the use of open educational resources. Um, I am an educator, will always be an educator, former classroom teacher, teaching pre-K, K, and second grade. I was also an ELL teacher, English language learner teacher, first through sixth grade. Okay, looks like Lisa is having a little problem with our connection, so I will take over. Please tell us what OER is. OER stands for Open Educational Resources. The U.S. Department of Education has an official definition in the National Ed Tech Plan. They are teaching, learning, and research resources that exist in the public domain or have an open license um, that allow you to use them, reuse them, modify them, customize them, and then redistribute back for other folks to be able to use. And, and they are free, correct? They are free and they're free plus. So they're free plus those permissions that I just mentioned. So we find a lot of content online that is free, but there's still technically a copyright attached to those. Uh, with the resources that you find through various repositories that have an open license on them, they actually don't have a copyright attached to them, but the creators of the content give you permission to be able to do certain things with them. For example, when I taught in Omaha, Nebraska, I took a lot of open resources and customized them uh, for a more local context so that whenever I was teaching second graders about community, they weren't learning about community within the context of California or Texas. Um, two of the biggest Texas, or excuse me, two of the biggest textbook um, purchasers, but that they were learning about community within their own backyard. And so we would in, uh, insert local images and things like that so that it was more uh, localized and customized for them. Excellent. Thank you. So. And um, how can OER help with equity, inclusion, and culturally responsive teaching? Yeah, so we started, and I say we, uh, work with two really great colleagues, um, Jenny Muniz, who is on our English language learner team, as well as Sabia Prescott, who's also on our teaching, learning, and tech team. 
so Jenny focuses on culturally responsive teaching and Jenny, or excuse me, and Sabia has been working on LGBTQ and queer inclusion. Uh, and so we've been talking about how the role instructional materials play in classrooms to be more culturally responsive and reflective and inclusive of the student population. Uh, when I first started this work, it was more of like, let's move away from textbooks and let's move away from the like really strict fidelity to the curriculum or whatever uh, a lot of school districts say to teachers, um, because we've all been in classrooms and we customize the things as it is. Um, and open license certainly help with that, but we also have um, the chance to now really think about customizing the content to be more inclusive and representative. So small changes, uh, like changing names in, in certain materials, changing pronouns, um, so non-binary pronouns, so they, them, and then also changing things around identities, um, as well as providing a more comprehensive kind of background so that we're including LGBTQ history, um, important people, places, events, uh, that we're also including BIPOC or um, Black, Indigenous, people of color um, as part of our instructional materials and providing a more comprehensive and culturally relevant kind of uh, background for our kids. That sounds like a huge job. So yeah. um, why, are, why are you doing it? Why, why are <laughs> these things so important in today's classrooms? Yeah. So our student population uh, right now is about 52 million in pre-K through 12th grade public schools. Um, I only have the data from public schools. However, uh, the majority of those students are actually students of color. And we know that the majority of our textbooks, our instructional materials are actually written from a very myopic and Eurocentric perspective where they're not providing those multiple perspectives. Dr. Rudine Sims Bishop talks about windows, mirrors, and sliding doors for instructional materials as well as books in classrooms or in schools. Uh, windows so that you can see the perspectives of others, sliding doors where you can actually step into the shoes of others, and then mirrors where they can see themselves. So we have a lot of content in our classrooms that is not representative of our students. Um, it's really important now that we're starting to address this. There's a huge movement for anti-racist and equitable practices. Um, if you follow any of the hashtags on Twitter, clear the air or educolor, um, there's, there's a movement to talk about this as, as far as systemic inequities and instructional materials play a huge role in that um, where we want to provide more learner-centered opportunities for students um, and even for teachers for that matter, but we don't have the materials that are helping with that. So if you have something that's openly licensed where you can actually customize those pieces, um, then you have the opportunity to bring that in a lot easier than you normally would. Yeah, that sounds great. And then especially if you have a specific group perhaps in your classroom, you can change the names again, even if they are inclusive of, or respective representatives, sorry, of the yeah. United States as a whole. If you have a specific group in your classroom, you can tailor it to them. Absolutely. So, and, and of course, good teachers always do adjust everything, right? <laughs> we, we do, yes, we, we do. <laughs> and I'm glad you think we are good teachers. We try to be good teachers. So yeah, we, um, we try to make it fit for our class and, and our learners. And that's not necessarily the same group of kids every year, even every section, right? right? If you're right. a high school teacher, Absolutely. you might have a different group of kids, period one, than you have period five. Absolutely. Uh, so... I think these are great things. How can our listeners find out more? How can we, how can they find out where to get these things, how to use them, how to share them? Yeah, so there are a couple of hashtags on Twitter that I would recommend, um, hashtag go open. Uh, there's a, the, 
the second O or open is capitalized, not to be confused with Goobin. Um, and then, uh, then there is hashtag pre K 12 O E R. Um, and I know that this will be added to, uh, your resource list. So we'll make sure that yes. everyone gets those specific hashtags. And then we have a project site at new America where we continue to build upon. It's meant to be a living, breathing website for folks that are either getting started in this work or curious about it, or want to know like where to find the resources. And that's newamerica.org slash pre-K 12 OER. Um, and that really includes kind of historical information about uh, Go Open and how we kind of catalyzed some of the things that were already happening in schools and how districts are continuing to do this. A district map where we've mapped out over the 300 some districts that we're aware of that are using OER. And then resources to get started. So the repositories to go find these resources instead of visiting Google or Teachers Pay Teachers or Pinterest. Um, and then resources for professional learning because if you are a teacher and interested in this, you may want to share these resources uh, with your administration, your leaders, um, or leaders that are looking to do this. There are certainly resources there. Uh, some newer publications on there would be uh, two different papers that we co-authored with ISTE, the International Society for Technology and Education. One that looks back on the leadership of Go Open. My former director from the Office of Ed Tech is the chief learning officer at ISTE, and so we co-wrote that as well as one thinking about four areas of sustainability moving forward, uh, which also includes three case studies of three different school districts across the country. And so those, uh, those papers are both up on the website so that we can put links to them for our listeners. Yeah. Right? Yep. All right. Well, it looks like those are the questions that we had. Is there anything else that you want to share um, about OER? And I know I've seen you present about copyright too. Um, mm -hmm. in conjunction with this or separately? Is there anything that you would like to share with the listeners? Sure, I guess one thing, one way to look at this and kind of an approach if you're in the classroom is to start small. Look at your next unit and start with individual resources that you could sub out instead of paying for something on TPT or another, another site like that. Um, there are repositories where you can find resources as well as if you are an administrator or leader looking to actually replace your current series. Um, there are full like comprehensive series that exist as well. So I just had a conversation with a school district in Ohio on Friday afternoon that are looking to replace uh, the majority of their series. And they're, they've really been working on personalized learning but realized the limitations in their current instructional materials and their current textbooks. They also have digital access that will be revoked after this year. And so they're trying to like kind of scramble and figure out what they're going to do um, instead. And so I gave them some options. We talked through several different series that happen to be openly licensed that they could use. And they're going to present that to the teachers and get feedback from the teachers and actually like go through this whole process of trusting the teachers, which is amazing when leaders do that. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. And so when you're talking about different series, um, I know some people listening will think, oh, well, this is really mostly ELA. That's not the case, right. is it? No, no, it's not. <laughs> I see Lisa going, nope, it's not. No, I know. Uh, well, because I know because I've talked to you. So I kind of knew. I, I'm trying to be like an attorney, right? Don't ask a question if you don't know the answer. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Actually, the majority of the resources are in math and science still. And so you can find a lot of openly licensed resources in those two content areas more happening in English language arts and more happening in social studies. There are also non-core content areas um, that we're finding. So CORL, C-O-E-R-L-L, -L, 
um, the Center for Open Educational Resources and Language Learning out of the University of Texas in Austin, they actually build all of their resources for world language classes and they're all openly licensed. So when Lisa and I had the chance to go to Egypt together, um, about a year and some change uh, on a tour, I got to uh, talk to a teacher from Chicago Public Schools who's a Chinese teacher. And she said, I don't use my textbook because it's not very good. And then was asking me what I did. And we talked and I showed her that Coral website. And she was like, oh my gosh, I need to show this to my principal. We don't have to buy a textbook. And it was like just a simple, simple like conversation that we had. And I pointed her to the resource and she's now using those, which is pretty awesome. That, that is amazing and a wonderful story. So um, I think that's about it. Thank you so much for being on. Of course. Um, and, and it was great. I always love talking to you. So hopefully we'll get to do that again soon. That'd be great. Okay. And thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. Tonight's comment question is, what are some other ways in which you can ensure that your classroom is equitable and inclusionary and culturally responsive? And please join us Wednesday, March 4th, when we have another inspiring guest. That's right. And please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you like the show, and of course you do, please help other people find us by rating and leaving a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Remember, we are always looking for guests to share the great things they're doing in their classrooms. So if you know someone who fits the bill, or if you'd like to be a guest yourself, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks. I'm going to need to cut that. <laughs> we don't usually edit, but I'll make an exception for you. Let's start over. Oh my gosh.